Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's show, I've got special guest L. Scott Ferguson. Scott is a lifestyle optimization artist, fancy term for life coach, a relationship creator, micro-influencer, and the host of the award-winning Time to Shine Today podcast. His mission is to not have anyone feel like they have no one. Scott has figured out through being coach and actively leveling up others that everyone knows what they want, but do not know how to talk themselves into it. And through powerful transformational conversations, Scott's passion is to help you level up to your human potential. Scott's story was highly sought after by people in the entertainment business, which he was not ready to share until now. At Time to Shine today, Scott shares his knowledge nuggets to help individuals and teams to level up both in their business and personal. Scott is a veteran of the United States Navy with multiple deployments to Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia, and others in the early to mid-1980s. Scott considered himself a real estate junkie, loves to give, live intentionally, jujitsu, the beach, fitness, yoga, rescuing fur babies, and volunteering. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely, extremely excited to have special guest Scott Ferguson on the show. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Wick. How are you, brother? I am doing fantastic. Glad to be here, man. Awesome. Yeah, when, when, when I see a invite and a a schedule where you're on it. I'm like, man, this is going to be high energy. We're going to bounce back and forth. It's going to be amazing, amazing episode. So let's dive right into your hidden edge. I think Mm -hmm. it's so vital in life. Why don't you share it? And then how'd you kind of discover it and build it over time? Yeah, man, I, um, I was born in 72. Um, and I was born in the Philippine islands. My mother was Filipino. My father was American. It was just kind of like a hookup. And my father bailed to Vietnam. My biological father bailed to Vietnam, just kind of left my mom there. And the government was really like zoned in on women that were pregnant. And if they had a male bastard child, they were literally taking the child from the mother and sending them to Spain because um, one, I'm, you know, I'm 6'1, 245, pretty well put together. And if you had a, even smaller than me, we were bigger than the average Filipino man. So at the time, they were worried about a physical takeover of the country. So they are really okay. getting rid of them. And luckily, I had an Air Force couple that wanted to adopt a child. They had two of their own. They wanted to adopt a third. And they ended up um, uh, starting the adoption process. And the mother who was going to adopt me, her father got sick in California. So they got me a temporary passport, went to California with them. Her father dies, and she went schizophrenic. So I ended up kind of being at an orphanage for a while until I got adopted by who I call my mother and father. And they were great people. Uh, my mother passed a few years ago. My father and I are, you know, we're best friends, but he was a Vietnam vet himself. Mm-hmm. Um, was a big drinker. Couldn't really raise me the right way. So they kind of shipped me off to different places. So I had all this abandonment kind of going on throughout all my early life. 
you know, fast forward a few years, got pretty good at sports. Uh, and I found kind of a home with community there. But uh, then I still was kind of bouncing from house to house, right? So okay. when I graduated high school, you know, I uh, I had all looks from schools for certain sports, but they didn't like my 1.8 grade point average. Okay. So I ended up kind of going in the military, which was the best thing it really that really could have ever happened. I really found a real family to me there, not to put anything bad about my parents or any of that other jazz, but it was a family that I have. Um, and I always wanted to learn, and I always was born with this curiosity bone in my body because, you know, because of the abandonment stuff, I wanted to learn, learn, learn. And but then I learned, and then I made a bunch of money printing money, doing things after the military, and I got really arrogant. And, okay. uh, you know, so I'm believing God, and God said, We're going to humble you in 2009 and, you know, crash the market, and you're going to lose everything. And from there, I really just reset. I was living, I was a real estate broker, living in a, a house that the people moved to Florida out of Michigan. And they uh, said, oh, yeah, just take care of our house, you know, you know, sell it for us. And I ended up squatting there with my dog because I had nowhere to go. And I was too, I was such an idiot and a jerk to my family. I was afraid to ask them for any help. And I went to the library and, the, and this guy's like, I think you should read this book. It's called The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. And that book really just shifted and brought back that curiosity. Basically, it's a book about, you know, a guy who loses everything. His daughter's sick. He thinks, I'm going to run my car into a tree. Bam, hits the tree. And he wakes up in 1945 and give him hell Harry Truman's office the day before we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And he really learns about, you know, taking responsibility and taking action. And then he meets... Uh, and Frank for happiness, King Solomon for uh, wisdom and stuff like that. And I just looked okay. at that. And I was like, wait, man, I have to build a tribe around this. And then in 2009, I started building, you know, Time to Shine Today. Um, okay. You know, I'm a micro influencer, man. I'm not big. You're not going to see me everywhere. Uh, but just it really started with just keeping that curiosity rolling, brother. Okay. Lot to, lots to unpack there, right? So the, the abandonment piece. Mm -hmm. How... One, what was that struggle like? And two, how did you, how'd you get through it? Well, the struggle sucked, man. Yep. Um, it was, you know, I would attach myself. Luckily, for some reason, I had an innate ability to gravitate to people that were trying to better themselves. So it went to sports. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have been like back then, we call them burnouts, where nothing against them, but, you know, sitting there smoking cigarettes and drinking and stuff at a young age, I, I gravitated towards sports, which really kept me focused. Okay. something that that was good for me you know and that it just i felt lonely at times but at the time also at the time i if i excelled i would have these people accepting me and so i got into the cool crowd and you know i didn't grow up on the wrong side of the tracks but my father worked on the line at general motors and okay. we were in a pretty affluential city outside of detroit so you had a lot of the white collar workers there and a lot of their kids were the ones that excelled at sports and stuff like that so i was kind of like an odd man out in a sense, but they always kind of, you know, embraced me as long as I was good on the field. Yeah. Yep. No, I have very, I, I was a terribly shy kid growing up in sports. Mm. Like I had the bowl haircut and these big you. glasses, <laughs> these big glasses and, and sports gave me an avenue to, uh, you know, break in and build yeah. old friends and, and excel and, and then be accepted. It's amazing how right. that, that occurs in life. So, you know, you go through you know, struggling with abandonment, 
fine in the military, fine in that, that discipline, that, that community. And I, I think this is, especially for men, so overlooked in our development as adults, as men, as leaders, guys just aren't fine in communities or brotherhoods or places that really cultivate growth and, and they kind of fall into these l- kryptonite areas, you know, yeah, vices, all those things. Yeah. Right. Don't, so, so explain a little bit of your thoughts on that. And, you know, if you're stuck and, and you're, you're somewhere you don't want to be, I mean, wh- how do you kind of find your, your right tribe? Yeah. You know, it's, and again, that all goes back to the, the curiosity Mm-hmm. Um, with being, it, it, I just had this innate ability again to attract the people into my life, um, and be able to like really be able to sponge off of them. Because when okay. you come from kind of an abandonment, anybody that pays attention to you, you sponge off of them. And luckily, mm-hmm. you know, through God and through you know the right decisions that I made, I was able to sponge off of people that were you know basically standing on the shoulders of them to be able to see forward and create my vision for that. So it's something that I look back on and I'm a big believer that, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they have a foot in the future or a foot in the past. They piss all over the present. Right. Mm -hmm. And they, there's no vision for them. And I used to live in that rearview mirror, that little small rearview mirror in your car, looking at that past and kind of being stuck there. Right. Um, but again, because I surrounded myself with the right people, I was able to really pull myself forward, transform myself into, I feel, the ultimate human potential that I could be. And then now being able to do the same for others. Yeah, and let's let's touch on that a little bit. So, hmm. you know, you're coaching. What what do you do with, with others? You know, I'm a, I basically I label myself as a lifestyle optimization artist. And then I okay. say that because it's funny that it's just like a funny way of saying a life coach, but really, I really lean towards, you know, a mental conditioning coach. You know, I'm not a consultant, you know, Mm -hmm. I get brought into minor league teams. I get brought into, you know, uh, MMA fighters, whatnot, just to sit with them. And, you know, I believe that everybody has the problem within themselves, right. right? But they also have the solution there. And my job as a coach is really game plan with them and help them uh, find that solution because, if I'm a consultant, I tell them what I think that they should do and they go out and they perform shit or badly, right? Um, it's going to be like, Fergie, what, what are you trying to tell me? But if they come up with it, they're going mm-hmm. to do everything that they can to really to win uh, yep. for themselves, whether it's in life or whatnot. So really, man, I work on the mental side of things. Um, we dig deep. You know, I believe that, you know, everybody knows what they want. They just don't know how to talk themselves into it. And that's with my curiosity, I'm able to get them there. Yeah. And the mental side, I mean, it's just, it's the difference maker in everything, right? I mean, it it, it is, people aren't focused on it, but that is the, uh, that is the, the difference. And I like how you framed up, not telling somebody you're you're almost guiding them to the solution that they already have. And then once they've bought in, it's them, not necessarily you. So one, one thing I wanted to touch on that I pulled out from, from your backstory was, you know, burning the bridges with your family and, and basically afraid to ask for help. Yeah. And how were you, I faced that in my life and it, it was a painful, painful experience. I'd love to hear kind of what, 
was going on and and that journey for you because I I feel that again we see many times we've been programmed to think that asking for help is a weakness is actually a sure. it's a strength right so yeah. share share that that story with with us please you know my my father you know he I I didn't confide in him with anything you know because I thought oh you worked on the line of terminal motors you're below me or whatnot and you know when my phone calls to him stopped just to even chat about how awesome I am, you know, um, he reached out to me and said, yo, Buck, what's up? You know, Buckaroo is my nickname. You know, Buck, what's going on? I yep. told him and he's, you know, he asked, you know, what do I need? And, you know, I said, I don't even know what I need, Pop, you know? And and so he sent me like $300. And with that, I bought a new set of tires for my 11-year-old car, right? Mm-hmm. And that was like my dad reaching out to me is something, you know, he was... You know, my dad's a giant man, physically, very stoic, very quiet, very proud. And for him to do that, it really, he broke the ice. I didn't. Okay. Right. He reached out to me because he saw me in pain. Um, And he never put me down. He never said, oh, I told you so and stuff like that. You know, Mm -hmm. because he'd always tell me, watch your money or, you know, you know, rich people are bad or, you know, stuff like that, which, you know, I don't agree with. (laughs) But, you know, he just you know, he was the one that reached out. So I owe it a lot to my father and my late mother as well. You know, she reached out and said, Larry Scott, where have you been? You know, and why haven't you called me? And I mean, I told my mom kind of the story and the next day I got like a thousand dollar check in the mail from her. And, um, and that's when, you know, I just realized that there are people out there, you know, that really care about you. And it, it just happened to be my family. Yep. Yep. No, I, I just, I love going through that journey of hey, not being able to ask for help. There are people that, that yeah. will help you. I think inherently in the human DNA, we all have that helping bone in there, that helping oh, yeah. gene where yeah, if you're going through, yes, I'll, I'll help you any way I can. And so right. many times we're just, maybe it's pride, maybe it's ego, maybe it's you know, <laughs> the, the, the view of, of asking for help, but right. can, you, can you help me out? And most right. people will say yes. And that's just, you know, in, in the stage Absolutely. of life and the universe and the world we're in, you know, a lot of people suffering in quiet isolation, depression. Yeah. That, not that knowing a way enough. out. Right. There are right. people there. All you have to do is ask for help right. and they will they will step up. So, so, so true. So th- let's get back to the mental side. I just want to mm. dive in. Yeah. Are there, you know, one or two examples of in your practice dealing with if it's an MMA fighter or, or a minor league baseball player. Can you give some scenarios of where maybe they had a mental block mm-hmm. and you were able to kind of guide them to find the solution? Because yeah. I, always, I always love stories like that because we all have mental blocks. You do. Sure. I do. We get through them. We battle. We're, we're in the fight every single day. Right. Um, so I, I'd love a couple stories. You know, when we start the conversation, I always kind of guide them with, you know, we, we get to the root of, of what's going on. They might be in a slump. You know, I have a, you know, an all-star major league that was in a slump and really just, you know, I, I haven't visualized what it would feel like first, if they stayed in the slump, what's okay. it going to serve with them, right? Yeah. How's that going to go? And then I know what I want to tell them because of the training that I had, but I will ask, you know, very powerful questions of getting them back to the basics of where they were with, okay, you know, with your your routine before the game, the routine during the game, the routine going into the batter's box, get them back to the absolute basics 
and then into BP and, and, and carry that into the game. And I think that if you can do that with anybody and anything, it doesn't have to be baseball, man. It could be a job at work or your, or your, your title at work or a housewife or whatnot. You know, you can get them back to the basics of why they're doing what they're doing. And then they've been coached to get to this level, right. period. You know, and then, you know, what did this coach tell you or whatnot? But I just have a, a, a way and I get into a zone with them of my own little zone to really kind of, you know, push them through. Um, also, with the, the fighters out there that I'm blessed to coach, you know, they, they'll take a loss, you know, and they were the king of the cage for so long in their little pond. Mm-hmm. And then they step up to the big leagues and they get might get starched. And with those guys, you know, there's a lot, a lot of ego involved. But the, the bounce back and to be able to take them from where they are into neutral, right, and not thinking, okay, you know, you don't know what's going to happen ahead of you. You know what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And if we can keep any athlete, again, housewife, office worker, if we can keep them in a neutral mindset versus trying to race somewhere, then, you know, they they will succeed. So my whole goal in any coaching session, Wick, is really to get them into a neutral state of mind and then open them up and then they just – if you again the foot in the future, foot in the past, and they piss off the present, that neutral is the present. And if mm-hmm. we can start there, we can build on anything, bro. And then then neutral, just for the audience sake, is just hey, what am I gonna do right now? Right. right. What what can you what action can you take Absolutely, man. right now? So well, a couple of things that that I, I gleaned from them that I wanted to dive on a little bit deeper. Back to the basics, mm-hmm. back to the fundamentals. Right. Everybody. You know it. I know it. I love teaching my, my 14 and 12 year old sons. Like we'll, we'll see Steph Curry. Right. And, and what a tremendous basketball player Bro. dude! before the game, he's Watch still shooting up. right in, in front of the baskets, working him his, his way back. Right. He's doing those fundamentals. I, I always remember uh, Peyton Manning, right. Uh, he would still go mm-hmm. to Duke to his quarterback coach every summer and do the footwork and these fundamentals. And every I think day, every year. Yeah. So many yep. times we get to a level and then we think we can go away from those fundamentals. And it's no way, just, man. It's, it's the base. It's the foundation for, right. for everything we, we do. So, you know, back to the basics. Love, love that piece. Also love getting bouncing back, right? Because we're going to – I think we have this just misconception that life is going to be perfect. It's going to be roses. Right. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. Right. If we can understand, like, we grow the most from difficulties, yeah. then you can bounce back and you can – like, like you said, get, get into neutral and, and focus on the present. Do you think people are more focused on the past or the future when you're, you're working with them? The past, they can feel disgraced a little bit, okay. you know, mm-hmm. because of the failures they feel the future can scare the hell out of them, you know? So that's, that's awesome for a coach. As you know, when you coach people, that's, that's good to kind of know, because if you can keep them, you know, in that neutral state of mind, I mean, the best way to, to stop falling deeper into holes, to stop digging, man. Right. You know, yep. to stop digging, bro. You know, and then also in that time of neutrality, you know, I believe that you have this adversity that's sitting there and it is the biggest opportunity for them to stress test themselves during that time. 
You know what I'm saying? See what you can take. See what you're really made of. Because that's when you mentioned it earlier. That's when you really find out what you're made of is when you're facing failures. You know, I mean, Barry Sanders to me is the greatest running back of all time. I was blessed to know him. I actually personal trained his wife, Lauren, for a while. And, you know, he would just say, dude, as long as I fall forward, I don't care how many yards I lose. You know, right. it's like as long as I fall forward and they just fail forward, you hear that's cliche. The cliches yep. are cliches because they're they work, bro. Right. So with that, is saying no and just not being afraid to to fail, knowing that you're gonna go up there and you know, you're actually doing what one percent of the people that breathe out air on this earth do. You know, right. being blessed to be able to coach those guys. But then you have guys that you know go into the office, they're not sure how to handle a subordinate or the person above them, those are just as fun to dig mm-hmm. into from a neutral mindset, you know, because a lot of people want to bring the negative in, you know, and a lot of people be like, oh, I'm all about affirmations. That's fine. I do affirmations as well. Don't get me wrong. But I also ask myself every single day, and I have my clients are required to ask themselves every single day, very powerful questions, because as human beings, we are programmed to solve problems. That's how our brain is programmed. You can right. shove affirmations up your mind as much as you want, but are they really going to happen? But if you ask yourself, you know, how can I make this happen today? How can I bat 300 this year? And then your mind will start to process that from a neutral standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Not looking forward, not looking back. It's a present question. And from a neutral standpoint, the mind starts to go to work. Yep. And then you've already got the skills to be at the level that you're at, whether you're a boss, you know, a, a worker that you, where you're at, a professional ball player, whatnot. You already have the skills right. to get there. But let's just stay neutral because, yeah. you know, you can't think positive, you know, all the time. I mean, you can think positive, but positive things aren't always going to happen to you. But I'll guarantee you, you think negative negative will happen to you. I did an experience on my or a, a experiment on myself where I just did negative stuff for 12 days. Okay. Dude, I wanted to crawl in a hole. Yep. And die. Wow. Bro, it was the worst 12 days that I've ever had in my life. I watched news channels mm-hmm. trying to stress test myself and it was the worst thing, but it's the best experience I ever did because it really brought me back to neutral and allows me to help bring my clients to neutral as well. Yeah, and I I, I love how you ended we can dive into that a little bit more is just the negative influences out there mm-hmm. from from the universe and and news for example social media yeah. emails texts you have all these external influences asking yeah. for your time asking for your attention and quite honestly you know when you in news and social it's poisoning your brain and and my wife always you know, tells me you at least need to know what's going on in the world. And I'm like, no, I don't. I go, you can tell me I'm just not watching the news. I just don't do it. And you know, there's, there's kind of two sides to that equation. One is putting up blinders or, or just not being exposed to it. Right. The other is we live in the greatest time in the history of the world from a tech perspective. Yeah. You can find your podcast everywhere. My podcast, YouTubes of Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, all these people and you can just listen to them all day long Mm. i mean i'm listening to it in the shower i'm listening to it as i'm cooking breakfast because it just and people wonder like how how, fergie how do you have this positivity jeff how do you have this pot i feed that positive dog every darn 
day. There yeah, isn't man. a day where I'm not. Yeah. So I, I just loved how you said, hey, going down that 12-day negative yeah. journey, how but that's how so many people live. And it's right. it's just it's incredible to me. It's funny you said that too, man, because I the best investment I've made probably in the past two years is getting YouTube premium because they have motivational stuff. They have stuff that you can just play in the background. It's 12 bucks a month, no commercials. And it just rolls, bro. Nice. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that. That's the, the, because I have all my clients. I'm like, listen, do you have to get this? I send them 50 videos, right? you know, and say, Hey, play this in the morning. Just have it on the background. Yeah. You know, because that subconscious mind is just saying, Oh, feed me. Like you just said, feed me, feed me, feed me while I'm going through my morning you know, I have my own morning hour of power, bro. Yeah. You know? Yep. No, I, I love it. I, I love those, those pieces. And I, I, it's so powerful. It's such a hidden edge, <laughs> right? It's just right. eliminating the negativity. You would right. be so much, you don't have to have a positive bone in your body. Nope. You eliminate that being exposed to that negativity yeah. and you start listening to positive. All of a sudden your life will profoundly change, bro, man. You said it. I mean, people like you'll see, champions are made here bro we are born champions we're dude when you're four years old a four-year-old smiles an average of 400 times a day yep as adults 14 times a day right so you can remake yourself into a champion by what you're saying put that positive mindset together and you can do it not just saying okay i have to read this no you just play have stuff let the subconscious mind really do its work man because again a subconscious mind's neutral subconscious mind's not thinking in the future at all it already knows what's going on in the past right and then you know get a dog and watch the dog dude the dog don't care what happened yesterday doesn't care what's happening 20 minutes from now that dude is there with you now yeah yeah so true i I loved it great great place to end where can uh where can people find you if they want to look you up um you know what call us directly man you know 561-440-3830 um you know our 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 motto here at Time to Shine today is we don't want to have anyone to feel like they have no one. I'm blessed with the podcast. Um, you know, we had someone that called in to my coaching company that listened to the show and uh, wanted to end his life, man. And I luckily, I had interviewed three suicide counselors and the man's still breathing air. So, awesome. you know, that's what we're about, man, is, is making our, our, you know, people shine. Um, hence our uh, the company name. But yeah, you find us, you call us at that number. Or just go to time to shine today.com and you know we'll be happy to help you. I mean, I had this awesome uh interview on episode 341 with Wick. So make sure you tune into that one as well. <laughs> there you go. Love it, my brother. Thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate you, Wick. More than blessed. And I can't wait to collaborate with you, brother. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Create a legendary day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.